everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's April 21st. It's 2021. We have 12 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. And I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad. This is definitely interesting... (laughs) Interesting slate to dissect. We have, what, seven teams on a back-to-back, eight teams on a back-to-back. So no injury reports with them and likely change the entire slate. So it's been fun trying to figure out what exactly is going to happen tomorrow. And, yeah, it'll be a fun fun slate full of a lot of cross-off teams until we get more news. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. There's barely any lines out. Um, There's a ton of injury news. This is going to be like a – Full on first look, um, you know, maybe what have people been doing recently kind of stuff, but you're going to have to pay attention to news because there's going to be a lot of stuff that will be very relevant with news, um, you know, closer to lock. So we'll give you guys a first look like we always do. But uh, again, make sure you're paying attention to crunch time and all that stuff. Right now you can get five days of NBA for five dollars it ends april 23rd so a couple more days of that projections lineup optimizer gpp stuff um you guys can it's right there at the main page on rotogrinders uh you can check that out take advantage of it five days for five bucks uh nba premium also we're sponsored brought to you guys by superdraft.com um again if you're struggling with salary cap formats and you want to try something different they have a multiplier you're not worrying about a salary cap over there. Use promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to 500 bucks. Deposit 500 bucks and you're going to get a lot of free monies. And then play NBA and Grant's going to pay the rake for you. So it's it's perfect. Um, let's jump in. A lot to get through. Real quick thing. Super Draft, now in lineup HQ on Roto Grinders. So super easy to build lineups. All right. Even better. There you go. Check it out. We start with uh, Chicago at Cleveland. Hey, no total in this one. Listen, there's no totals really in any of these games, so I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to get into the games. Um, Brown is doubtful. Levine is out and Dotson's out on the Cleveland side. Um, What's standing out to you for Chicago? Nothing but Kobe White. Like, Obviously, without Levine in there, there's a little bit of a hole. Kobe White's been playing pretty well recently. Put up a 38 and a 45-point game. His price tag of 5,600 is definitely a little bit too low. Likely none of the, the – most of the value plays on the slate, by the way, while we're going through this. Unless they're really good automatically, I'm, they're probably not going to make the cut. Like, with so many teams on a back-to-back the night before, there's going to be value that opens up. And just the NBA, in this part of the season – there's always going to be a bunch of value that ends up opening up on this side of the slate. It's almost guaranteed every single time. So unless a player really stands out as a good value play, not going to get mentioned. So I'm not bothering with Sadoransky, Williams, Markin. Like maybe if you want to use Tice, you can. Like he's always fine if nothing else opens up, but likely a guy that I won't use. Kobe White and Vooch are the only two that really stands out. Vooch obviously been playing decent, not great, not really blowing the uh, top off any game and putting up huge numbers. But he doesn't really make the cut. There's a lot of good high-priced guys that are going to be very much in play in the next game, um, probably. I believe the next game we're going to be talking about. So, really, it's Kobe White. Guy's been shooting a decent amount. He's been stuffing the stats board. He's playing 30-plus minutes in all these games. Like, without Levine in there, getting more usage, he's a great play. No one else is a really good play from Chicago. 
Yeah, like we have a very small sample size of Levine being off the floor with Vooch on this team, and Vooch has a 29.1% usage rate, and he's averaging 1.5 fantasy points per minute. It's a matchup against Cleveland. He could easily smash in this spot. Um, so I don't mind Vooch. He's kind of at the high end, but I like the Kobe White call. Really the only two guys that I'm looking at here for Chicago. Uh, those two guys, like Thaddeus Young, obviously he sees a bump with Levine off the floor, but he's just not playing enough minutes um, to even be relevant. So I'm out on him. Um, on the other side of this game, the Cleveland side, there's I, I feel like with everybody healthy, there's just too many bodies. Yeah, I mean, you can absolutely take a shot on Garland or Sexton. Either one of them have a big ceiling on any given slate. They're both going to play. Those two guys with certain are going to end up playing. High 30 minutes of this game ends up staying close. Both their price tags are reflective of their median outcome, but not really their ceiling outcomes because these guys can get hot. They can put up a 45, 50-point game at any given time in a 7.4K and 6.8K. Both of them offer you some upside. Love is a little bit interesting in GPP. He's been getting 30 minutes the last few games that end up staying close. So if he ends up doing that, like he shot 0 for 4 from the beyond the arc last game, shot 2 for 10 for beyond the arc the last game, he can get a double-double. And if he gets hot from beyond the arc, he can end up with 20, 25 points in any given matchup. So he's got – I think you can take a shot on. Uh, and GPPs, depending on what else opens up. But predominantly stay away from Cleveland. It's just strictly GPP shots at low ownership. Yeah, like honestly, when I'm looking at this team – Sexton and Garland's usage is fantastic. Love his usage is okay. 25% over the last two weeks. Um, all these guys are averaging a fantasy point per minute. It's just, it's more of, it's a 12 game slate. And I don't know if they end up making the cut. I think they're okay, but we'll see as we get going here, as we get through these games, if, if they're even remotely close to making the cut. So uh, golden state at Washington, as far as Golden State goes, Lee is questionable. Paschal's out. Um, Toscana Anderson is out. Wiseman is out. And then on the Washington side, Bryant and Hachimara are out. Uh, let's start here with Golden State. It's it's Curry versus Westbrook. Um, you know, Curry's gone over 60 now in four of his last five games. This is a guy that is just playing at an insane level right now, and it's hard not to target him every time he's on a slate. Yeah, I mean, the spend-ups on the slate are fantastic. That's why I'm hoping the law of value ends up opening up. Curry is probably either the top sec- – the top three spend-ups on the slate are all pretty close to each other with Curry potentially being the top one. Just what he's doing is unreal. Over 40 real-life points in four of the last five. Like you said, over 60 fantasy points in four of the last five. The dude has had over 10 three-pointers in four of the last five. He's just playing at an unreal level right now. It's a matchup versus Washington, the fastest-paced team in the league. Curry is an absolutely outstanding play, a guy that you're going to want to put into a lot of your lineups. Outside of that, the only other guy I would consider is Draymond. Like, this is a spot where it's going to be a high-paced game. He's going to be running the offense a little bit, and this could potentially be a triple-double spot for him. Like, this is a spot where he could end up with 15 assists here just because of the high pace of this game. He's a guy that I don't think is going to get a lot of ownership in tournaments because of his price tag and the fact that he really hasn't done great in the last couple of games. But the high-upside game, I think, is going to be coming soon, and this is a game that should – be high scoring should be close. So I think Draymond's definitely a guy you can look at in tournaments, but I wouldn't look at anyone else outside of Curry and Green. Well, you like, this is like out of nowhere, Golden State like has a chance to make the playoffs. Um, so every game matters and you're definitely seeing that out of Curry right now. Like he's just, he's putting up monster games every night and Draymond's feeding the ball. Like you look at it and 
Draymond's assists are fantastic. Um, so Draymond's a triple-double walking upside type of guy, and Curry's a guy that can put up 50 actual points on his way to 70-plus fantasy points. So I think those are the two targets. I'm right there with you. I don't think Anderson and Wiseman being out is really changing much for Golden State, so uh, I'm really just looking at those two guys. And then on the Washington side, I know Beal is here, and but it, this is Westbrook. Like He's another guy that has just been – I can't even remember the last time we saw him go under 50 fantasy points. Yeah, it's been the last 10 games over 50 fantasy points, averaging over 60 in that span. Just been unreal, triple-double every single game in the last nine outside of one where he missed by one assist. Like, he's doing everything right now. He is going to eat up all the usage. It's a fast-paced matchup. These are the two guys that I want to pay up for, them and Jokic, which we'll get to later. But, like, I want – to do stars and scrubs as much as possible on the slate, just because Westbrook, Curry, and Jokic are absolutely incredible plays. Beal, like if you really want to in GBPs, if you want to fade Westbrook, there's always a chance that Beal ends up putting up one of those massive outings. He has been putting up 40 at a fairly consistent basis, so it could be one of those spots where he ends up taking 30 shots from the floor in a high-paid matchup, but I'm not touching anyone else on this team. Like It's just not worth it. Yeah, I just it, – it's really Westbrook um... – you know, with Hachimara out, could you take shots on Bertans? Sure. You know, if you think he's going to play 28 to 30 minutes, um, he's, I think he's the only other guy that I think you could take a shot on here because he's 4,300, but it's really going to come down to what other value opens up throughout the day. Does Bertans stay relevant or not? I think is the biggest question. Uh, Brooklyn at Toronto. It's a back-to-back for Brooklyn. Um, Toronto, Harris, Hood, and Watson are out. Let's start here with Brooklyn. I mean, like, we know that Harden's not going to play. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, we have no idea with Kevin Durant. We, I don't know. Brooklyn's almost impossible to break down the night before. Both of those guys said, I think you can look at Kyrie um, you could potentially look at like Blake Griffin and Bruce Brown, but overall, this is a team that's on a back to back, and you got to be super careful with injury news. Yeah, we have no idea what's going to end up happening. If Durant ends up playing, then you can take a shot on Kyrie, you can take a shot on Durant, but you don't want anything else. If Durant ends up sitting, then yeah, Kyrie becomes definitely a bit more in play. I think you could potentially go with Harris, Brown, Griffin, but the price tags are all about where they should be on this side of the slate. Just not really worth it. You're not going to get a ton of upside. Same thing with Green. Same with, with Shamit. Like, all these guys aren't offering you the upside you need on a 14-game slate. It was a little bit different yesterday on a four-game slate where there's not as many options. Um, but here, if Duran ends up playing just – I'm crossing off Brooklyn. Duran ends up sitting, then it's probably just Kyrie for me. On the Toronto side of things, like, I think you can – take shots on van vliet but with everybody really healthy like i don't have a ton of interest in toronto here yeah i mean you can really take a shot on siakam van vliet lowry og but with everyone there it's definitely a big but down tick the only reason why i would consider it is because it's a match versus brooklyn so obviously they're not great defensively they run at high pace it's always a decent spot so like any one of these guys could potentially end up with a 55 even a 60-point game, but the likelihood of it happening isn't great. They're all priced where they should be or probably a bit too high considering that everyone's actually in there. So anytime you have all their main starters playing, it's just not really worth it. Even in a great spot against Brooklyn, I, I'm i probably not playing any Toronto guys. 
you get the Brooklyn bump for like Siakam and Boucher, but they're like I, I think like on this slate, you're probably not ending up on those guys, you know, with their prices. Like Boucher would be the guy that I think you take the shot on if you're gonna play either one of them and just hope that he has like a massive ceiling game. Uh, OKC at Indiana taking on the Pacers. Uh, Dort is questionable. SGA, Muscala, and Roby are out. On the Indiana side, uh, Bitstays is questionable. Lamb is questionable. McDermott's questionable. Sabonis, Turner, and Warren are out. Um, let's start here with the Thunder. I mean, I think it matters if Dort doesn't play because that could potentially open up things for like maybe like a guy like Maldon or Kendrick Williams maybe. Yeah, Kate, Kendrick Maldon, like even potentially Baisley getting a little bit more of a usage bump there. Like all those guys are in play if Dort ends up playing or if Dort doesn't end up playing. If Dort ends up playing, it's just Dort for me. Like that's it. And just the run that he's gone on recently, like putting up 40 in three straight games, put up a 65 point game, like just the amount of shots he's taken, everything he's doing. I'm willing to go back to it especially going up against Indy who's been playing one of the fastest pace in the league and has been terrible defensively. And he's going to be even more of a terrible defensive team without bonus, without Turner there. Um, but like if Dort's in there, then it, it's literally just Dort. Everyone else gets a bump if Dort's out, but I don't fully trust anyone's minutes. Um, again, the prices are kind of where they should be. Basley would be the guy that offers the most upside. Ken Rich, like at 4,900 is probably a bit too cheap, but you're going to get other cheap options on the slate. Maldon just hasn't performed, and I think he's a little bit more viable over on FanDuel, where I think he's quite a bit cheaper still. Over on DraftKings at 5,400, I don't think I can go there, even without Dorton there, just because, like, his price tag, his ceiling, not really there. Um, so, like, yeah, it's a tough one to figure out without Dort being in there, but um, without having the Dort news. But if he's in there, it's just him. If he's out, Basley's probably the main move. Um, as far as the Pacers go, obviously, you know, Sabonis and Turner being out more Sabonis, um, makes a huge difference here. Um, back injury, um, but more of the Thunder stink and we could probably win without him. Um, let's talk the Pacers here. I, I think we're definitely going to be looking at like good usage for Brogdon and Levert in this spot. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Pacers? Yeah, Brogdon and Levert are the main two options, obviously, without Sabonis and without Turner in there. They get a pretty big uptick in usage. I know Levert didn't pay off in the last game. He still put up 19 shot attempts, so I wouldn't fully buy into that. He's still a guy that can easily get into the 40-point range, maybe in the 50-point range if he has a decent outing. Um, Brogdon is the preferred play, in my opinion. He's going to play a good amount of minutes if the game stays close, and he's going to shoot the ball quite a bit and be involved in all spots of the offense. So he's a guy that most likely has a 50-point ceiling. He's the guy that I'd really want to go with. Outside of that, like, I'm trying probably wait for the starting lineup. Like, Goga is going to be a big thing. If Goga ends up playing, then I think he's potentially in play. Could end up playing 27, 28 minutes, and we know that he's a guy that can get a ton of boards, ton of blocks, and still get some points if he doesn't end up getting into foul trouble in those minutes. So... Uh, he's definitely a guy that I think they'll end up throwing in the game a decent amount going up against Tony Bradley and Moses Brown just because they need some height without Sabonis and Turner. So Goga would definitely be a guy that's in play. If he's out, then who are they going to – are they going to start Samson? Brissett. No, Brissett. Yeah. Brissett, Brissett. Yeah, he's 3.1K. He started the other night, yeah. Now he, did he start the other night? Pretty sure. 
thought Goga started the other night and got injured, so he started. Brissett, I think, started the second half. Um, I thought I read a report that he started against the Spurs. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I think know. it was think... his first career start. It was something that came across Twitter. Uh, he signed a three-year contract. Yeah, got it. I'm pretty sure he had his first start. That could be it. I don't know. It's, it's fresh off his first start of his career. Monday's loss to the Spurs. There you go. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, it's tough to remember who played and who didn't play and who started because <laughs> that day I think we had like 30 different things to pay attention to. It was a nightmare. Um, yeah, it's NBA in April, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can play You can play Brissett, 3.1K. Goga's out. He's going to play probably high 20s minutes. He's cheap. But, yeah, like predominantly Braga and Levert maybe just – Ancillary guys, depending on if Lamb plays, depending on if McDermott ends up playing, then you could see some of these other 3K guys potentially getting a big workload in there just because they're just so decimated by injuries. Um, moving on. Phoenix at Philly. Uh, Nader's out. And then on the Philly side, Tobias and Simmons are questionable. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's start with the Phoenix side of things. Um, anything standing out to you for Phoenix? Aiton, maybe, but he's probably going to get into foul trouble or have a tough time going up against some bead. Could end up playing a decent amount of minutes, but I'm not playing Booker. I'm not playing Paul. It's obviously not a great defensive matchup, although it'll be a big increase to them if Simmons and Harris end up missing. But 6-8 or 8-6 and 7-7K, seven, seven not, not price tags. I want to pay for them on this slate. With all the other super, with all the superstars on the slate, with all the potential injuries, like them at full health, I'm just kind of crossing them off outside of maybe eight in the tournaments. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really love this spot for Phoenix. Um, and then like, I always think you could take shots on Chris Paul in tournaments, but and then like on the Philly side, if Simmons and Harris are out, like we're probably playing in beat in this spot. Yeah, probably playing Embiid in the spot, potentially Corkmas, potentially Seth Curry. Shake Milton could end up getting the start instead of Corkmas. I think in that case, if Shake Milton does end up getting the start, I think that you could end up using him. Um, but it's more likely going to be Corkmas, who's at 5K, which is probably a little bit too high of a price tag. So predominantly Embiid, maybe Corkmas, maybe Seth Curry, maybe Shake Milton, depending on what value ends up opening up. Yeah, like obviously you're just gonna have to wait and see what this looks like. Um, if Simmons and Harris are both out, Embiid obviously sees a huge uptick in usage, and it would definitely potentially open up, um, you know, a lot of value here. You know, like Tobias dealing with a knee injury, and Simmons was out for illness the other night, so you could definitely look at you know Monday night's game and kind of look at the usage through that game. Like Danny Green had a really solid game, uh, so. There's obviously a little bit of sample size um, with these guys off the floor recently, you know, like Seth Curry even had like 20% usage the other night. So um, just going to have to kind of wait and see what we're looking at um, here. Just overall Utah at Houston. Um, Illisova is questionable and Mitchell's out. And then on the Houston side, Augustine, Brown, Exum, Gordon, House, Nawaba are all outs. Let's start with Utah. Um, obviously, Donovan Mitchell being out definitely bumps up Joe Ingles and Mike Conley. Yeah, bumps up Joe Ingles, it bumps up Conley, it bumps up Clarkson, bumps up 
Bogdanovich. Bumps up Gobert a little bit. But all their prices are kind of about where they should be. I'm worried about this game being a blowout. I didn't even check Vegas lines because there were so few of them. Um, but I'm guessing this game ends up being a blowout. I mean, obviously, Houston has nothing to play for. They're terrible. Um, Utah, even without Mitchell, is still a very good team. I'm not expecting this game to stay close. I'm not going to argue with shots on Ingles, Clarkson, Conley, Bogdanovich, or Gobert. Like, they're all fine, but they're all priced where they should be. If anyone, if I want to play anyone, it's probably going to be Gobert just because Houston, not great versus Biggs, but it's largely relying on the game staying close. And I don't know if that'll end up happening. So I don't have a problem with any of those, but I don't think they're going to stay close. So I'm just fading Utah. And then on the Houston side of things, like everybody's kind of healthy here. Um, And it's a matchup against one of the best defensive teams in the league. Like I'm probably going to fade Houston here. Yeah. I don't want anyone like if anyone, it's going to be a Linux just because he can't have those ceiling games. He can't get hot shooting the ball. And he's played a decent amount of minutes and done a decent amount in this offense. And every single game that ends up staying close with him, he ends up playing high thirties minutes. So if you want to stack up this game and you do want to play Utah guys, which I don't plan on doing, then bring it back with Kelly. O is probably the right move. And you really can use Waller wood if you really want to, but they're priced where they should be. And I don't see the biggest ceiling in the world for them. Atlanta at New York, both these teams on a back-to-back. Um, we'll be waiting to see like what comes out of injury wise. If, you know, Hunter and Gallinari and these guys are going to be out for another game. Um, anything standing out to you for Atlanta? I mean, Trey Young's always in play for tournaments, but he's far from the best spend up on the slate. Matchup versus New York, obviously one of the slowest paced teams in the entire league. Good defensively. Like, this is not a good spot for Trey Young. This is not a good spot for Capella. Bogdanovich is 7.8K. Don't know if I want to use Collins. Probably not using Herder. So it'd literally just be Young or Capella, and Young isn't even close to the best payup. And Capella, while he can have a big game, he's probably a little bit more better suited for faster pace games and better and worse defensive teams. So I don't see upside with him. Like he's probably going to end up in the 40, 45 point range, and it's not enough to get done on the slate. I'm probably going to fade Atlanta. Um, yeah, like I think this is like the same conversation that I had yesterday. Um, as far as like Atlanta facing the Magic and Atlanta facing the Knicks here, like the Knicks are solid. Um, they're they're a much better team than the Orlando Magic. The Atlanta, you know, Trey Young Capella can have ceiling games, but I don't know. Um, they're not really standing out to me when they're expensive. Like I'll find the extra money to get to Curry or Westbrook or one of those other guys. And then on the New York side, like I think you can always take shots on Julius Randle in tournaments, but I really don't love any of these guys. Yeah. Literally just Randle. Like I'm not playing anyone else. It's, it's that simple. Like it is a decent matchup going up against Atlanta, but it's not great. Randle would be the only real guy in, are you really going to pay 10.2 K for Randall when you can get Westbrook, Curry, Jokic, and bead all for under $800 less? Yeah. Like if I'm playing a Nick, it's probably like Reggie Bullock. And I'm not going to be happy about that. And I guarantee on a <laughs> what 10, 12 game slate, there's going to be way more value that opens up. Yeah. Like there's no chance, like the chances of a Nick ending up on the, optimal lineup are very very slim um miami at san antonio bam's questionable butler's questionable deadman's questionable 
Hero's questionable and Oladipo's out. And then on the Spurs side, um, just Trey Lyles is out. Um, Miami, like, you're really just going to have to wait and see what we're looking at here. Like, this is an 8.30 game. Hopefully, we get some news before lock because if these guys are out, like Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Gordon Drogic, um, all these guys become very, very playable here. Um, Precious, like, all these guys. Yeah, so I'm just going to try and break this down as much as I can um, fairly quickly. If Bam misses, Butler plays. Hero doesn't play. Butler's a good play. If Bam misses and Butler misses and Hero misses, none and Drogic become fantastic play. If Bam misses and Deadman misses, Precious becomes a fantastic play. If Butler, Bam, Hero, and Deadman all miss, you can play everyone. Um, everyone's going to be far too cheap. None would be the preferred play, followed probably by Drogic. If Butler and Bam miss, a hero ends up playing. Hero then comes into the conversation as a good play with a bit of a downtick to both Nunn and Dragic, who aren't as great plays anymore. Because although they will all play minutes and they will all get a big usage uptick, Hero is going to be the guy that I prefer. But yeah, Bam and Butler are out and everyone else ends up playing. It probably goes Nunn, Hero, Dragic for me in terms of ranking them. But Nunn and Hero are going to be pretty close together. On the Spurs side, um, 8400 for DeRozan is probably right around where he should be priced. DeJounte Murray um, only gone over 40 fantasy points in, in two of his last 10 games. Like These guys are all kind of priced right. Derek White has a little bit of upside, but I think the guy that stands out to me the most, especially if like some of these like Bam starts getting ruled out, is, is Jakob Podol. Yeah, Podol would be – so, again, this all kind of depends on the Miami situation too. If both Butler and Bam play, I will not play a single spur. Decent chance that this game's a blowout. They're a much better defensive team. They're going to run at a slow place, so it becomes an automatic horrible matchup for the Spurs, and all the Spurs are probably priced where they should be. If Butler and Bam get ruled out, I could see this game staying close. DeRozan and Murray become in play. If Deadman and Bam are out, they really aren't going to have a ton of size, and Potal becomes a guy that's very much in play. But that's 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 kind of the breakdown. San Antonio depends just as not just as much, but a lot on who in Miami ends up ruling out in this game. And if everyone plays, just don't touch the Spurs. Um, Detroit at Dallas is where we move on to next. Um, Hayes is out. Magruder's out. DSJ's doubtful. Hardaway's questionable for Dallas. Um, anything standing out to you for Detroit? Not a single person. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's going to play minutes. Stewart's priced up a little bit. He'd be the one guy that I would really consider just because even with Plumlee coming back, he can still get a decent amount of minutes and he can do some work in that time. Like they're kind of handing off the reins to him a little bit, but he's still probably going to go from being playing like 33 35 32 minutes down to about 25 26 minutes so if this game ends up staying close you can see stewart get a full complement of minutes like 25 26 and he can get it done in that range but if other value ends up opening up on the slate he's not in play grant bay jackson joseph diallo Plumley, with everyone healthy none of them even come close to making the cut diallo would be the one guy that i may consider but he's probably only going to be around 20 minutes. He is 3,800, but 
with his minutes, with everyone back and everyone healthy, I don't think that he's going to really get that much run. And I don't think that he's going to be as good of a cheap play as a lot of other guys end up opening on the slate. We just don't know what's going to open up. So if nothing opens up for some strange reason, then Diallo is going to be the guy that ends up coming into play. Uh, Dallas, like, I think Luca's in play, but I think the other guys in this price range are more playable than him today. Luca, outside of Randall, is my least favorite guy over 10K. Porzingis, you can always play, but 9K, he's going to ruin your lineups a whole lot more than he's going to help him out because there's going to be one guy that's 1,800 more that's going to go probably for 15 to 20 points more than Porzingis and a ch- legit chance that multiple guys end up going for 40 more points than Porzingis and Porzingis just has a rough outing. It's match versus Detroit. Don't know if this game stays close. Detroit doesn't have anything to play for. They're going to roll out everyone for limited minutes because they have such a deep rotation in Dallas, I think blows them out. So I'm out on probably everyone on Dallas. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Memphis at LA taking on the Clippers. Um, Brooks is questionable. Triple J is questionable. Um, we'll see, you know, maybe he's back from the knee surgery and then Valanchunas is out on the Clippers side of things. It is a back-to-back for the Clippers. And we know that like Kawhi is not going to play. They said he will be reevaluated in a week. Um, so like we already know he's not going to play in this game. I think that's, you know, kind of big news for this slate. Um, and, uh, we'll see if Ibaka plays or not, but let's start here with Memphis. Uh, Valanchunas is out. That's kind of big news. Um, obviously, we're going to be waiting to see if Triple J plays, and uh, if he does play, I don't really expect him to play much. Is this a spot we could uh, potentially play like Brandon Clark or Xavier Tillman? If Triple J ends up playing, no. If he doesn't, then yeah, I think Tillman or Clark both are potentially in play. They don't need a lot of size going up against Clippers, but they'll still end up rolling them out. Um, so like I wouldn't be surprised if either of them gets a decent amount of minutes. Melton played 41 minutes and had 54 points. And I, I kind of want to hear your thought process on this because I don't I don't think that I want to play him, but just judging from what he got, like if Brooks ends up getting ruled out, like they may keep rolling him out for a decent amount of minutes. And Melton's 4,400. Like, I don't know if this is just chasing. I haven't looked into it tub ton obviously match versus the Clippers isn't great um but like can we consider Melton like I don't really have interest in anyone else like Morant's always fine in tournaments like we said Tillman Clark both potentially in play if Triple J ends up doesn't end up playing Triple J ends up playing even if he's on a 15 minute uh restriction or 15 minute limit that's still going to take enough minutes from both Tillman and Clark that I have no interest in them because like that, yeah, it's just not worth it at their price tags. And Triple J at 7.1K is not in play. Anderson could end up playing a boatload of minutes, but he could end up paying up a decent game. But there's a big enough slate where you can ignore him. So, yeah, it's really just melting. Like, is that chasing? Like, we hadn't seen him in a few weeks. He came in and just played a boatload of minutes. And I get that they had a few guys out. Um, that might end up being without Brooks, which would definitely give an uptick to Milton. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, that's. A, that was one of the main things I'm trying to figure out and wanted to hear your input on. Like, is Milton in play? I think if Brooks is out, sure. Because um, he got plenty of run. Um, they started 
they started Bain and Bain just he played 15 minutes. He really didn't play much um, at all, you know, even with the start. So I wouldn't like he got into foul trouble. So I think that is where the chasing might come from, because if Bain starts again and doesn't get into foul trouble, like he picked up two quick fouls um, or yeah, he, I know he picked up one quick foul and then like Melton checked in and Melton went bonkers and then Bain checked in in the second quarter and picked up two more fouls. So he was at three. Um, they just played him at short stints. And I think that um, Melton's okay. I think the guy that you're playing under 5K is Grayson Allen because he's going to get his shots up. And if Brooks is out, he's obviously going to see an uptick in usage. But this dude has gone over 35 fantasy points in two of the last three games. And he's 4,900. Um, I think he's one of the better value plays on the slate. Yeah, I don't mind that call. He's going to get lost in the mix, too. Yeah, yeah, he definitely will. I just don't know how many other – it's hard at this point because there could potentially be eight guys that run four, four to 5K that are now fantastic. I mean, literally just the Miami game could make Allen pretty much a no-go. Um, let's talk Clippers here. No Kawhi. Do you have any interest in um, Paul George? A little bit. Like, it's Paul George without Kawhi. He can put up a 60-point game. Like, if you can't make it up to Steph or Westbrook or Jokic or Embiid if Simmons and Tobias Harris don't end up playing, Paul George is probably the guy in the 9K range that you want to play. Outside of that, like, I don't know, like maybe man, but probably not. Yeah, I I think I'm out. Um, I think Paul George is really the only guy that I'd have interest in, and I don't know if I'd necessarily play him a ton – on this slate. So I think Paul George is the guy you're looking at for upside, maybe man, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I don't love the Clippers here. Denver at Portland, Morris and Murray are out. Portland's on a back-to-back. So we'll wait to see what we're looking at um, for them. But we do know um, that Lillard is probably, very questionable to play and Nurkic is probably um probably gonna be back. I don't know. We'll see. Um what do you like here for Denver? Jokic and Porter. That's it. Jokic is just playing Unreal without Murray in there. Just putting up fantastic games every single night. It's just trying to figure out who you want to play between Jokic, Westbrook, Curry, and Embiid. It's a tough decision. I think Jokic is definitely in the conversation but it's not a clear and obvious he's the top play like it was the other night. Um, MPJ, like, got a price increase a little bit, but to match it versus Portland, without Murray on the court, like, we look at his last five, six games, he's been putting up close to 20 shot attempts a game, close to 10 three-point attempts a game, like, hasn't shot terribly well during that time. He has 60-point upside, and you're not finding that from too many guys in the 7K range, 8K range. So MPJ, I think, I think is definitely a good play in tournaments going up against Portland. Yeah, I think um, Jokic is very much in play here. Um, over the last two weeks, he's averaging 1.7 fantasy points per minute, 31% usage rate. Um, just doing everything right now. He's a triple-double upside type of guy. So definitely like Jokic here. Don't mind Michael Porter Jr. I think he's a little expensive for a 12-game slate, but I think he's definitely in play. And outside of that, like – you know, Will Barton's okay. Aaron Gordon's okay. But I, th- I really think Jokic is the play here. 
And then on the Portland side, if Lillard is out again, I, I think you're looking at, you know, McCollum, maybe even Norman Powell. Yeah, I don't know if Powell gets there. Like, it's a little different with this size of the slate. 6,600, like, he hasn't shown a ton of upside, even with that Lillard in there. Cantor, you can't really play him with Nurkic coming back. Nurkic, I don't know if you want to play him at 54. I think it was just injury management, uh, why Nurkic didn't play in the last game. So I'm assuming he's going to be back in this one, even though we don't have the injury report. Um, I'm just under the assumption that he's going to play. So it's really just McCollum for me. And at 8.8K, he's fine. He's not great. Like, even without Lillard, he can put up a 50-some-odd point game. But I think there's just too many other good plays on the slate. Uh, we finished it out with Minnesota at Sacramento. Both of these teams are on a back-to-back because, hey, Grant, they played each other on Tuesday. They're playing um, each other right now as we are speaking, and I may not pay the rate tonight on Superdraft. Hooray me. Um, and this is like the same spot that I talked about yesterday. Um, as far as like Minnesota goes, we'll see if D'Angelo Russell plays on the second end of a back-to-back. Um, I think that's obviously the the biggest thing that we're going to be looking at here injury news-wise. But, you know, we're seeing Carl Anthony Towns go for 50, Russell's over 40, Edwards is over 37, and McDaniel's over 25. But no real, like, massive ceiling spots outside of maybe, like, D'Angelo Russell because he was cheap. But we'll see if he plays on the second end. If he's out, I really like Edwards. Yeah, if he's out, I like Edwards. If he ends up playing on the second move back-to-back, I am a little bit worried about his minutes going to end up around 28 minutes in this game um they didn't have a chance to raise his price tag because obviously the they just started playing two hours ago and the salaries have been released for hours um so i think russell's potentially in play for tournaments it's match versus sacramento again sacramento obviously terrible defensively and guess what russell just is putting up 40 points right now against him so towns in play russell in play if he's going into playing if he doesn't edwards is in play um, on the other side of this game, do you have any interest here in the the Kings' son? Fox and Barnes, like obviously Minnesota is a pretty good matchup. Barnes's price tag is up there, but still a guy that's going to do a whole lot in this offense with Holmes no longer playing. Um, Bagley still out. Uh, so I think Barnes and Fox are the play, but Fox is 10k, and I don't see many situations where like he really is close in score to Westbrook Curry Embiid or Jokic. Like, yes, he can put up a 60 point game. He's done it fairly often, but he's probably not going to put up a 70 point game. And Curry Jokic Westbrook are all averaging 60 points a game over the last 10. So he just doesn't make the cut maybe on a different site where he's a little bit cheaper. You could potentially end up going with him, but probably just Barnes and Barnes isn't even that great of a play at 7k yeah like is it chasing if we go back to the well on Mo Harkless like he played 34 minutes against Dallas he's at 30 minutes in this game right now um like is it is it chasing he's 3500 like if he's gonna play 30 minutes should we be taking shots here on Mo Harkless yeah, I guess you're probably right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nobody so, wants to play Mo Heartless, especially on a on a twelve game slate. But uh, I just wanted to throw it out there. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, I, I don't know what value is going to end up opening up, but 
at this moment right now, he does stand out as one of the better value plays on the slate, which is gross, but I can guarantee one of the eight teams on a back-to-back or more actually, I can guarantee about eight guys uh, from the eight teams on a back-to-back are going to get ruled out at least. And potentially value is going to open up on, uh, on Miami. So as of right now, yeah, he stands out as a pretty decent value play. Um, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game. We'll give out our super draft play of the day and then we'll get out of here. Uh, five favorite play under 5k to go seven X. We just take Harkless. Sure. Yeah, as well. There's a lot of question marks around the rest of the guys. Yeah, I'm going to take a guy that obviously injury news is really going to affect whether or not you're, you're playing him or not. But give me um, Brissett. I think yeah. if we get the injury news that um, Bitstays is out, then I think Brissett is very solid here at 3,100. Uh, especially going up against the Thunder and probably not coming out in a blowout. So very interesting. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Porzingis. I feel like he's been a default answer for so long in this game. Yeah, I think Westbrook is just going to go bonkers in this game. So I'm going to go Beal bust today because I think we're going to see a monster game from Westbrook. Uh, favorite 6x play? Yeah, it feels weird to say, but I'm going to go with Steph. That's who I was taking. Yeah, it's just weird saying that for a guy that's 10.5k. Well, let's go Westbrook too. Let's just let's just stack the, the guy two I was studs. thinking about. <laughs> let's stack the two studs and see what happens on this slate. Um with all the value, I don't think it's going to be that hard to to do that either. So, you might even be able to like throw Draymond in there as well, like yeah. to make that work. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Melton. <laughs> it's so funny. I already wrote down Grayson Allen, both from that same game. <laughs> um. Let's do our super draft play of the day. There's no really like over under odds or anything like that. That like there's just not a lot of lines out right over now. Over in so. the Golden State game. All right, that works. I don't know. Uh, do you is. have? I'm just assuming the over. Do you have a super draft play ready? Um, I can, but I, do you want to just give yours first? Well, I had super draft up and I refreshed the page and. Okay, you know, so it, the biggest thing is going to be on. Yeah, the biggest thing is going to be based on the Miami news. If they're out, Hero and Nunn and Dragic all become fantastic plays at 1.55 and 1.6x. Each of them are one of those. So they're probably the main plays. Uh, Paul George has the biggest multiplier uh, discrepancy between the top range guys. Um, He's at 1.25x. That's definitely too low. Lock and loads are probably at the lower end are probably going to be. Oh yeah. I forgot the golden state games out of it. So I was going to say, I was looking for Steph and Westbrook, but um, yeah, it's going to be the, depending on the uh, injury news for Miami, it's going to be the guards there. If they don't, then it's Paul George. Um, I finally got it to load. Um, So 
I was just quickly trying to find something. Um, it's hard not to say just play Jokic at one at like 1.05. And like, there's some center plays that obviously can get there, but I think like Jokic has 70 plus point upside without his multiplier. So I'm going to say Jokic is my super draft play of the day today. Yep, and I did end up losing money on Super Draft. Thank so you. Jinxed myself. You did. Um, biscuit. So yeah, just so you know, Super Draft their NBA slate today is a seven-game slate that um, starts with the eight o'clock games. So it takes out some of the potential like chalky games. Um, I really like Grayson Allen too at one point seven. I think that's really solid for a guy that can put up thirty fantasy points alone by without the multiplier. So, uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm just. And look at the injury report in the morning and keep that in mind when you're listening. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday's NBA slate. Uh, Justin and Will will be back tomorrow. If you're looking for the baseball podcast, it's over there on the feed as well. Um, Beer makers fan joined me uh, to break down the seven game baseball slate. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. See you kids.